last year, we about tripled our revenue. And so we're looking for a very kind of similar growth path this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So I mean, do you think I mean, is it insights? Do you think we can get above a million bucks a month in revenue in the next 12 months, you think? Uh, in the next 12 months? Yeah. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Ashley Rose, the CEO of Living Security. She's been the driving force behind the company's rapid growth. Since its founding in 2017, the company's raised more than $20 million for growth and product development and accelerated revenue growth over the for three consecutive years. She's continuing working, continually working to build a diverse and inclusive organization around the belief that the team should reflect the community at large. They're playing in a very competitive cybersecurity and human risk management space at livingsecurity.com. Ashley, you ready to take us to the top? Awesome. Yep. Ready. All right. So, so you, I was so impressed when you came on the show for the first time because of your land and expand strategy, you were doing in-person escape rooms to then eventually land these much larger sort of software upsells. Is that still the playbook today? Uh, yes, we are still doing our land and expand strategy, um, have obviously converted many more organizations now over to our kind of software upsell. Um, but with COVID, we actually have completely gotten rid of all of our in-person training. So we can kind of talk through that transition today. Um, and as we think about future growth and cross-sell, um, we're actually launching a new product here at the end of the quarter, which I'm really excited to kind of share with our, our listeners, Unify. Very cool. So I want to dive into that as well. Talk about the current product, though. What do you? What are customers currently paying you for? Yeah. So um, we have Living Security's Human Risk Management platform, and the platform is comprised of three separate products. Uh, when COVID hit, we actually brought our team-based training that was uh, run in person through escape rooms prior um, into a digital environment. So that's something we call Teams. It's all um, you know a team kind of social learning environment, but all, again, all online through a digital platform. Uh, we also have our living security training platform, um, and this is where we're giving like high quality individualized training content out to end users, um, really high quality, the highest quality in the industry. It's super personalized, and we have risk scoring on the back end for our, um, our admins and our program owners. And then we have Living Security Fish, and that was a new product that we launched this year, um, and that's a phishing simulation tool. So right now we have all the tools and kind of techniques that you need as a program owner um, to build a really successful uh, human risk program focused on data. What was the difference in the first two, virtual training for teams and then risk, risk scoring for admins? 
Yeah, Teams and training are the two kind of primary products in the market. But um, on the front end, we're delivering, you know, training and content to the to the end users. On the back end, there's data and risk scoring for the administrators. Got it. Which So which one of these is like closest to like your SaaS product? Is it a phishing simulation tool? So the SaaS, so it's a SaaS platform. All of them are actually oh, SaaS, okay. but then they're just different parts of the same platform. Yep. I see. Interesting. Okay, so we'll dive into uh, Unify, the new the new idea here in a second. But give us some of the backstory here. When did you launch the company? Company was founded in 2017, um, so we're going on four years. Uh, four years now. Yep. That's great. And I think when you came on last, you told me you were sure, this was in 2019 that you had just passed about 55, 56 customers. Where are you today? Yeah, so we more than doubled our customer base last year. So um, we're about 130 different customers. Um, and yeah, I saw significant growth through 2020. I mean, I mentioned earlier, so, you know, beef, when we first met um, and we, we did the other recording, um, we were doing both in-person training through our escape rooms and then we had launched our SaaS platform and we're really scaling up significantly. I can't remember if this was right before or right after we had raised our, our A round when I met with you the, the last time. You had raised, um, you'd raised 1.7 million at that point. Oh, perfect. Great. So that was, yeah, so that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, that was just after our seed round. So yeah, saw really significant growth through 2019. Um, and then we raised our $5 million Series A led by Silverton Partners. Um, and then through 2020 with COVID, we had to transition our entire offering and product suite into um, to an online SaaS platform. So it really accelerated our digital transformation. And then we more than doubled our customer base in 2020. Um, and then saw, of course, you know, significant re- revenue growth there as well. And so the $14 million raise was 2021? Yes. So we closed our $14 million series B in March of this year. March of this year. Okay, great. So total capital raise today is what about 20, 21 million? Yes. Interesting. You're, you are on the path. You are not bootstrapped Ashley Rose anymore. You are like, gotta be growth year over year, raise it at, at an up round and go IPO one day. Yeah, absolutely. We're yeah really excited. And that's the journey we're on. <laughs> okay, very cool. So uh, 130 customers. And then if someone's listening right now, you know, maybe they were just or they're scared of being the next headline about a phishing scam or something or their credit card or their customer data leaking, and they want to pay you to like help train their team. What are folks going to pay on average per month to use the tech? So it really ranges just depending on the size of the, co- the company. Um, but really, we're really competitive when it comes to kind of security, other security awareness solutions. Uh, today with our existing platform. Um, once we move and we actually launch Unify, we're creating an entirely really new category and there's not an existing uh, pro- product or platform out there in market today that's doing what we're doing from a behavioral integration and human risk uh, metric uh, measurement. Um, and this will, you know, th- then, you know, be a kind of a different pricing model than what we have in market in comparison to other security awareness providers. I want to dive into that here in about two minutes. The, the ACV that you told me last time, you said people could get started for somewhere around 25000 bucks a year. Is that sort of still, or are you moving up market or down market or status quo? Yeah, so we um, ACV is still in the twenty-five dollars to $35,000 range, um, but we have you know a larger portion of our customer base that's now over six figures. Um, we also did move down into kind of uh, the middle market as well. Um, and so we brought on people that range anywhere from you know, 10K to $150,000 per year is kind of the range that we're in right now. Well, and if I remember correctly, you had a really nice way. It sounds like now it's virtual, but again, you had a very nice, for being so early, expansion like component to the business. I mean, where you were like doubling and tripling contract values fairly rapidly. I think it was like 400 or 300% net dollar retention, is what you told me, something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, that's definitely been a continue to be a part of our growth strategy of just getting in the door, giving them a really quick way to access and start kind of trying out the, the new way of running their training and human risk management program. So we're still running that very much heavy land and expand. And then our CSM team, our customer success management team is really focused around growth of our client base. Mm-hmm. Now, can I take those 130 customers times at ACB? I mean, that would put you like at somewhere like a quarter million per month right now in revenue. Uh, let's see. We'll do that. Do you don't that. have to give exact, if you want to give a range, that's fine too, but. Um, we are. Uh, so we're over that. Okay. But yeah. Great. So what's the big goal for this year? I mean, you're now planning sort of how do we make sure we can invest in the new unified product, drive growth, and then prepare ourselves for around maybe late next year. What do you think you have to get to in order to, in order to see that happen? Yeah. So, um, we, last year we about tripled our revenue. And so we're looking for a very kind of similar growth path this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, do you think, I mean, is it insights? Do you think we can get above a million bucks a month in revenue in the next 12 months? You think? Uh, in the next 12 months. Yes. Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way, even post-pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent. But the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. Okay, you're going to do this with this new product. Why is it new? Why is it innovative? So right now, the way that most companies are uh, managing their human risk program, um, it's typically been driven on what we call activity metrics. So how many people are right engaged with the program? Um, are they completing training? Right, We're trying to check that box for compliance. And so what Living Security has done is really transitioning the way that we think about success for our program as being outcome driven. And that outcome that we're trying to drive is behavior change. And so in order to do that, we built Unify, which is actually integrating into the existing security technology stack to bring in end user kind of behavioral data and to generate insights for our security leaders. So they can say, you know, who is the most at risk and what are they doing? What are these behaviors that are really causing, you know, risk for the company? What are some of those behaviors? What's that? What are some, like, tease me a little bit. What are some of those behaviors? Like, hey, that employee, Nathan Black, he's always clicking those random emails from external emails coming in and with an IP address and like, I don't know, some weird off, you know, location. He's at a high risk for a phishing attack. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really good example. And right now, the data that most companies use are phishing simulation metrics. So they'll send out those phishing emails 
to their employee base to figure out who's going to click, right? And who's going to report. And then that's the data that they're presenting. But there's a lot of other behaviors that we need to watch out for and that could present risk for the organization. So um, are you, what, what's your password hygiene like, right? Are you reusing the same passwords across websites? Are you using a password manager? Are you connecting and accessing, you know, sensitive information, sensitive applications, leveraging your virtual private network? Um, are you browsing malicious websites, right? So there's all of these different types of behaviors that we really need to be capturing and measuring and that we want to fight against as an organization. And ultimately, you want to create, you know, a, a positive security culture around people making, you know, good risk-based decisions about how they're behaving online. And talk to me about pricing. You mentioned new pricing model. Yeah. So with the new model, um, again, this is not something that is currently existing today. So we're helping companies. To, first of all, we're educating you know, why this is so important. A lot of organizations, almost all security leaders can tell you, you know, when it comes to data and measurement to their CEO, to their board, they're really still left with a lot of unanswered questions. What does risk look like? What should we do about it? Okay, great. We took these three steps. Well, what was the return on investment, right? How much did we save or where's our risk at now? And so that's really valuable for an organization to have that sort of strategic uh, overview, dashboards and reporting. Um, and so we've really surveyed the market. Um, we think that these will be, you know, over six figures could be much larger, you know, as we go to market with the new product, you know, as it matures. So this is going to help you target enterprise accounts because you have the ability to upsell based off many more parameters than your current product offering. It's a more strategic solution for the organization and one that is measurable. And that's really important when it comes to you know security and investment. If you could only drive growth over the next year by upselling Unified to your current 130 customers, how many of them do you think would sign up for the new product and pay for it? Over the next 12 months. So that's definitely a goal that we have. Um, you know, I, I think all of them need it, right? Um, it's really how quick can we get it to market and can we get budget out there? Um, but yeah, I mean, over the next 12 months, we're targeting anywhere from you know 25 to 50% of our customer base really selling Unify into and then expand from there. Yeah, and driving that expansion obviously gonna be critical on your team and how they make these new users fall in love with you, activate them, et cetera. What is your team size today? How many people? We have 60 people on our team, and then we have um, about 15 uh, engineers and developers in Ukraine. So we're growing really, really rapidly from a team's perspective. 60 plus 15 are inclusive? Right. Okay, so 75. How did you spin up this Ukrainian team? How did you find the first person like build around over there? So I'll actually have to give credit to our director of engineering. He, he found the team, um, and then they are also growing really rapidly as an organization over there. So it's not one of those like very, very large um, orgs. Uh, which is awesome because they're partnering with us. They've been really flexible in our relationship. And then it also allows us to kind of keep our cost model down and have a little bit of flexibility as we're growing. So it's like, a, it's sort of like a dev shop. It's not one person then hire a team. It's like, it's a shop that does this for a lot of companies and they have a dedicated group for you. Correct. Yep. I see. Very cool. Talk to me about sales team. How many are carrying a quota? So we have uh, five account executives uh, that carry quotas, and then we have a BDR team. So really heavily kind of outbound driven right now. And so kind of building up that, that business development function. And so what is its total team, team size of the sales team, including folks that don't carry the quota? Uh, well, so the BDRs have a quota for meetings, okay. but um, let's say we've got five account executives, we've got 
six BDRs. And then our CSM team also carries a quota from an in, from a growth and install-based upsell perspective. And we've got four CSMs that carry quotas right now. So 15 total there. The CSM thing is unique. Very few people are doing this because if you get the incentive structure wrong with your CSMs, you're, you're gonna, they're going to do the wrong thing. They're going to try and sell too hard. How are you giving them a quota, but making sure they don't sell too hard? So we, we are actually really big around um, like two main goals for our CSMs, one being empowerment and one being growth. And so what we kind of drive home is from a partnership perspective, you know, if we're giving them the tools that they need to be successful and we have like the best solution on the industry, like why wouldn't they want to do more with us? And so we go in first as a trusted partner and then we set expectations around how do we want to grow and mature your program? And then they are partnering with us to help grow our business so we can continue to innovate and provide more solutions. So today it's been working really well. Um, and I think it's, you know, leading with empathy and value and then being able to drive growth on the back end. Last couple of questions here, Ashley. Dollar retention, obviously a big metric. You got a new product to upsell. You hope people fall in love with it. What, what are you guys at right now in terms of net dollar retention? Uh, so last year's numbers were about 150% net revenue retention. That's incredible. And and is that, I mean, can you peel that onion a bit? Gross, gross churn versus expansion? Yeah. So um, our from a software perspective, uh, well, we only lost one customer on our software last year. So our, our churn was extremely low. And then we did a really great job last year um, growing our install base with our CSM. So majority of it was expansion driven. Yeah, yeah. So very less than five percent annual revenue churn, more than fifty percent expansion gets you to one hundred and fifty percent net dollar retention. Right. Very cool. I love this. Okay, so Unify is coming up. You just got some fresh capital in the door. Where are you spending most of this capital? Is it really scaling that team in Ukraine, or is it any anywhere else? Yeah, so it's really split between three uh, major initiatives. So obviously with Unify, we're hiring tons of developers and tech, and tech talent. So a lot of R&D and then sales and marketing, um, you know, with the creation of the new category, um, you know, working with Forrester and Gartner and trying to get a lot of education out there. We're spending a lot in marketing this year um, and then growing our sales team, which is both inclusive of our direct sales team, as well as bringing in channel this year. Mm -hmm. You mentioned last time you were on that you were comfortable spending about 12,000 bucks to get a $25,000 sort of ACV account for a six month payback period. Do you anticipate that sort of spike longer payback period as you invest in Gartner and the new product? Yeah, it, it's, it is going to be spiking. Um, and it is, uh, but we know from a lifetime value perspective, we've been able to prove out that we can retain these clients and we can grow. And so, um, you know, we're keeping it a really healthy kind of cap to LTV metric, but yes, we're, you know, expanding our investment. All right, Ashley, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I am reading the, oh, man. I totally did not. I totally forgot about these. Um, <laughs> yeah, what am I reading right now? I know. So I am reading the CEO, the CEO tightrope, tightrope right now. And I'm liking that book. So, okay. Number two, is there a founder you really respect or you're following or studying? Um, there's, there's so, so many good founders. Um, I've actually really started following a lot of local founders um, and, and people that have just built really good companies in Austin, obviously, you know, Bumble and, and the like. So mm -hmm. number three, what's your favorite online tool for building living security? Uh, we, so I've started, we've started using um, uh, SaaS optics. And so that's been a, re a really great tool for us. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six to eight. <laughs> and situation, married, single kiddos? Married with three kids, still oh in a party. Goodness, so busy. Okay, three kids. And can I ask how old you are? Uh, I'm 34. 34. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? 